Hey guys, this is Jim Fix, a.k.a. Fillmore. For those of you who love QF, a podcast about Howard Stern, and would like to donate some money, there's two ways now you can do it. Uh, you can join our Patreon page, which is listed in the graphic you're seeing now. But also, if you'd rather not do a subscription-based thing, even if it's a buck a month or what have you, uh, you can use our PayPal account, which would be jimfix76 at gmail.com. Uh, and you can donate whatever you like, however you like, uh, one of those two ways, and we'd more than appreciate it if you'd like to do so. Thank you very much. I have zero, um, I have zero inbox. Do you know that? We do another contract here. Let's do a three-hour show. We should be done right now. Well, you're having this negotiation with me. That's the only problem. Well, who am I supposed to negotiate with? <laughs> Fred? And uh, the one thing I don't respond well to is humiliation. I don't respond well to it at all. I don't want to be told what a shithead I am. I don't want to be, you know, this, those days are over. I've, I've suffered enough in this business. I don't need to, to find out what a shithead I am. Are you ready for this? <laughs> Cut your hair, man. What do yeah. you do? What's I, going on? I'm getting old. So I'm what? You know, you, I can't keep it like yours. You know, I'm, I'm old too, so what? Yeah, but you're ugly. Uh, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> Jesus. What are you saying? I need well, the you, hair? You need it. No, oh, I Well, you need it. Well, uh, you know, it's just interesting <laughs> when people have their kids on the air. Yeah, but I'm just saying, if a kid was a fuck-up, you just keep them quiet. I put my kids on the air more, but they, they want no part of it. When you're trying to just have a friendly conversation, when he's irritable, the things you do every day become the wrong thing to do. That's true. He doesn't listen. That's right. The most irritating thing of all is that we used to be good friends and we just aren't anymore. I still love him, but he says everybody's expendable and I just have to live with that. I was going to look for a Nikki Hilton. But you see, those good-looking rich rich, uh, girls, they don't go for a guy like me because they don't need my money. And Rickles tells me this story, so Beth says to Don Rickles, Gee, I wonder what they say about me. (laughs) Don Rickles goes, you! No one cares about you. <laughs> you don't even know that important. No one says anything about you. No one. No one talks about you. I don't you're even not, know you. You're not that big. Reveal. I do have to ask. Do you think there's a physical match between him and Beth? <laughs> do you? <laughs> yes, they're both tall and have tall fingers. <laughs> yeah, they look right together. <laughs> I don't know, they look more right together now. It was just on the regular show. <laughs> it just occurred to me that I listened to them. Like, who get, like, I, uh, it dawned on me, like, two days ago, who's a, like, my hair's going to get crazy because yeah. I don't have, like, a, I'm not going to get a haircut. And then Beth goes, I'll cut your hair, but you can't cut my hair because my my hair is curly. It's, a, you, you, it's you, hard to cut your hair. Welcome, everybody, to QF, a podcast about Howard Stern. I'm your host, Phil Moore, a.k.a. Jim Fix. With me, of course, is Sam. Welcome, Sam. Hi. And back from the uh, uh, <laughs> Ching Chong Charlie Don't Surf and the Private Parts uh, Revisited episodes from earlier last year is Benjamin. Welcome back, Ben. Great to have you back. Thanks, thanks again for having me back. And now he sounds pimp because of uh, Sam's million-dollar ears, noticing what my tin ears could not. Um, but uh, we we had a bunch of uh, the idea was to do a roundtable, and we're going to do a series like this, guys, with different um, members of the uh, the group. But we um, got we've always been in touch with uh, Ben, 
And uh, when we always, when there's some topic that we thought he might want to uh, be part of, we always had to give him an, an open invitation. So the. And um, I appreciate that. Yeah. And so, and this it couldn't be uh, any better time because of uh, so many turnarounds from, from Wiggy the last year. And uh, we're going to have a, a vast array of topics from last year until present day. Raven, unfortunately, can't be here today, sadly. And um, what's, your, what's been your take overall in the last year since you've been a regular listener of the show, Ben? It's been brilliant, huh? <laughs> you know, it's, it still offers its little gems to the person who listens closely. And you get insights, even though he doesn't want for you to get insights. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for example... A year ago when he first was in lockdown, he talked about how his chore was to make the beds, plural. And he would catch himself and go, you know what? I always say beds, but I mean bed. And it happened many times. You don't accidentally say your job is to make the beds Mm -hmm. when you mean a bed. Mm -hmm. Um, He's just stopped talking about that altogether now because he could not get it correct. Um, But obviously he and his wife don't sleep in the same bed. And, um, you know, that you know, there was a great slip up at the very beginning, not necessarily slip up, but a look into his privileged uh, man child life mm-hmm. at the beginning. He said, um, you know what? I'll do my own laundry. Just tell me where the washer and dryer are. <laughs> Talking about his own house that he's lived in for eight years, <clears throat> 10 years, yeah. whatever it is, 12 years. Right. He doesn't yeah. know where the washer and dryer are. Right. So um, from the little glimpses into his life to the um, coping with being in the studio and having to still get his fix for penis and um, shaming of women and so on. I, I still get as much, I would say content out of it, which is never, you know, it's not that much, but I listen for the same reason you guys listen, not mm-hmm. to be laughing at Chris Wilding's uh, sing-along ske- uh, sketches and things like that, but mm-hmm. to hear the occasional accidental truth come out. Uh, yes, the gem mining is exactly why we listen. And I will say the same thing. In the COVID situation, I find the gems to be particularly more interesting because the schedule is it's in his house. He doesn't have a staff of people surrounding him. So you find his schedule when he talks about it to come out a lot more. It's odd. Do you know what I mean? Like it doesn't make sense. It seems odd. It, it just doesn't gel. And you always find the slip ups with Beth where he says something happened And she says something happened and it either doesn't coordinate or they both can't agree on, they can't agree on something. (laughs) The story seems to change. It's like the history of Howard Stern, which Benjamin and I know is the, um, is the holy grail of, of uh, transparency. Or even more so, like, when do they even hang out? There's a precedence. We interviewed Richie Wilson, um, for our 50th episode and uh it's been universally praised and and for good reason because richie really laid it all out there and we had a lot of good we had a lot of fun with him but he admitted at one point he said after bianca passed away she spent six months 
in the Hamptons, I believe we're six months in Florida away from him. So there's a precedence of them not living together. Can you imagine six months of the year for the purposes away of from your away spouse. from your spouse who you claim, Oh, love of my life, sweet love, which you don't hear anymore, by the way, <laughs> after a tragedy. <laughs> yeah. And he's looking for the laundry machine. <laughs> and he's picturing Jetson style. You throw it in, it gets washed, folded, yeah. comes back out to you a few minutes later. Exactly. Uh, he has no idea what's involved with it. Right. So the first clip I'm going to play is I Hate Being Home. And it's uh, originally uh, The Veal Hates His Cage. And this is from April of uh, last year, April 9th. I got to tell you, I thought, I thought doing the show from home was going to be something I might love. You don't, don't love it? No, it's still a pain in the ass. <laughs> it really is. So it's work no matter where you do it. It's work wherever you do it. And yeah. Okay. Well, th that's to me, that is him being truthful. And later on, like a year later, I don't have the clip handy, but he, if, if you listen to him lately, he loves being home. He loves being a recluse. COVID only turned him into more of what he is. Yeah. And he has no reason to hate what he does when he alone determines what he's going to do. He mm -hmm. talks about whatever he talks about, ignores whatever he wants to ignore, sets his own schedule, sets his days. There is only himself to blame for not liking his job. Mm -hmm. And so uh, more and recently, audio, yeah. by the way, yeah. sounds horrible. Did you hear that? <laughs> that was the early audio <laughs> sounds like yeah. he's talking in, in an old school pencil box. Like, where is this audio coming from? Yeah, that was before they properly set up his, his microphone, I guess. And so yeah. I think he was going extra manual on the deep voice faking. Mm -hmm. Also, the gulping, I think, was prominent in that clip. Mm -hmm. he, wow. uh, well, well it, can you imagine a person of his wealth and doesn't have a proper setup at home just in case? I mean, Kumia broadcasts, I'm not, even, not a huge fan, but I think he has, he, Kumia is set up at in his studio and at home wherever he needs to be he wants it to sound tip top and for someone like howard who's a like a veteran decades long broadcaster to not have the backup set up is really insane he doesn't have the space for it maybe <laughs> too many guitars crowding him in He's so very I, I was waiting to hear beth bowling some frames in the background forgetting <laughs> that, that her husband is right around the corner broadcasting yeah, mastering the seven ten split. Well, we're gonna go. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna be a little anachronistic, guys, and play with time. Uh, here's one of the earlier clips from uh, September of last year. Early COVID fear. <laughs> now Beth worked with Tony. Uh huh. And they were together like three three and a half hours. I don't know why. And now I'm convinced that Beth has COVID and she's going to give it to me. <laughs> Are you quarantining from her? I, I am. She's getting <laughs> tested today. This is how crazy I am. <laughs> Beth is getting tested today because I'm afraid of her because she oh, was exposed to what? now. Tony doesn't have it, but it doesn't what? matter. What? It, it, what, it might. What, what, you know how, how germphobic I am. Germphobic depends on the day. So, back when this clip was, which can you give me the date, please? September fourteenth of last year. Okay. So first of all, nonsense. Nonsense on its face. She doesn't have COVID, but I'm going to get her tested anyway. Okay. <laughs> Waste of a test. Such Yeah, that was nonsense. probably, he was on the other side of his mouth. He was probably saying, no one can get tested. You can't get tested. Yeah. Correct. That was his big complaint. You're dealing with, um, back then, tests that were hard to find. 
people who needed to get tested, which was a huge thing back during that point. Mm-hmm. And now he's just being, you know, king baby. I need to get a test for my wife, even though she doesn't need it. Even okay. even more even more nefarious, I believe there it could, could be. And someone tell me if I'm reaching in the comments, please, uh, when this is released. Maybe he knows that she's not actually or maybe he believes that she's not actually isolating herself and that she is seeing people on the side. And that's why he's paranoid. Yeah. yeah and it, and the test, it, it may be under the guise of this is for Beth, but really mm-hmm. it's so that I know I'm not getting sick. She couldn't, but <laughs> I still think she has it. And I love her so much. I, I, I love that woman so much, but she has COVID, so I can't go near her. <laughs> <laughs> she goes, honey, I don't. I think it was more likely she has vagina, so I can't go near her, but I digress. I have COVID. I go, just get tested. You <laughs> What do have you it. mean you don't go near? You're not sleeping in bed with her? I kicked her out of the bed. No, she got in bed last <laughs> night. I said, honey, she goes, do you want me to leave? I go, no, 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 no. But I think she left at some point because she knew I was uncomfortable. I, I'm scared. I don't want you COVID. You think she left? I won't survive. I don't want it either. Yeah, I won't survive it. He was probably snoring if it, it would ever happen in his little uh, mm. in his little mausoleum. Sam, it, it you think she left the bed? She never got there. She mm-hmm. was never there. She never crept into your decrepit, you know. Oh, God! Imagine what that <laughs> well, he... wig smells like. And then I, you, you just the whole situation of like she, you. Do you know how uncomfortable that would make you feel to think you might have COVID? So I'm going to make you so uncomfortable that you have to get a test, but I'm not going to really tell you to get a test, but I'm saying I'm not going to be near you unless you get one. It's this do it, but I won't, I won't be near you if you don't, but I'm not telling you to do it. I mean, (laughs) what the fuck is that? Uh, You know, I'm sure she took her, I'm sure. I'm sure she took her temperature, which was just the first step. Like, obviously, my temperature is normal. I probably don't have it. Right. Um, but, yeah, it, I always say about with him when he's trying to recall a story, it's it's almost like someone translating hieroglyphics or a fortune teller who's trying to uh, interpret cloudy um, cl- cl- cloudy figures. It's never He's never got a grasp on what actually happened. You know, I think... She left the bed. I don't know. He 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 never knows, um, and it's the, always the simplest things, the simplest details. And you know, there's a reason why his stories and Beth's and his stories and his mother's and his stories and anyone's they are never in alignment. That's right. Um, you know, he's he's completely right. self focused focused on himself, and um, the truth is, um. Not, necess- not necessary for his stories. It's never been necessary for his stories. Right. It's an he's unfortunate always, casualty. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. He's always, Go ahead he, Benjamin's right. He's always reading tea leaves. He like yeah. has no... He just is like, hey, let me see. I think she was somewhere here. Let me the magic eight ball. <laughs> or well, he's looking at hieroglyphics and they're dusty yeah. and he's going, hmm, it could be that she left. This is a clip. This next clip is one that I want to play. It's um, based on a lie he said about Trump. And again, guys, we don't get political in this podcast, but this is more. This is not not political. It just happened to involve Trump from May 13th of last year. 
and feel good about it because it would be such an honest thing to do. And you know what? He'd be so happy to get out of this fucking pressure cooker and, and live the next couple of years of his life back at Mar-a-Lago where he's happy. I know him. I, I've had dinner at Mar-a-Lago with Donald many times, not at the same table. <laughs> But he would come over. He would give me a tour of Mar-a-Lago. I, I, I've been there. I told you, it's like heaven. <laughs> I just love that. Not at the same table, right? What? <laughs> you how know did, what? How Does that mean everybody in the room had dinner with Howard Stern? Exactly. Obviously, they were at the table. But... If I'm in the same movie theater with Angelina Jolie, it doesn't mean I took her to a movie. <laughs> well, she was on one side of the screen, and I was on the other. Right. <laughs> I, I think of it like the scene in Hogwarts, you know, the big scene of like when they zoom in and it's all the tables of like all the different, you know, school like Gryffindor and Hufflepuff. And it's like one table's here, the other table's there. It doesn't mean you're all one person and one child is having dinner with the other child. It, it, it just doesn't happen. You're not all having dinner together. If yeah. you're not sitting across from each other, next to each other, or at the same table, you're not having dinner together. Right. It's just, and obviously, no. Yeah. There is um, um, one clip. And I've... again, he's oh, also sorry. projecting, by the way. I know Donald. He hates this. Okay. Yeah. How? His, his, oh. his entire um, depiction of Donald is projection. I mean, every yes. portrait he paints of Every guest he interviews is a self-portrait. But right. when he talks about Donald, he doesn't want to be – he just wanted to get a raise on The um, Apprentice. He doesn't right. want to be doing this. He'd rather be doing – you know. He, it's, and it's always exactly what I would rather be doing is what yes. the person he's describing would rather be doing. And in fact, he says there um, that I know Donald. He doesn't want this. I know him. On, on other days, he'll say, I don't really know Donald. Mm-hmm. Yes. So it depends on what story he needs to tell, whether That's or not right. he knows the person. Yep. It depends on the day. And there's actually a, a clip from a wrap-up show I have somewhere on my phone. I got to maybe send it to myself so I know exactly what day it was. And Gary made uh, noises uh, about how Donald, when he, Donald wanted to do the show, he would call them typically. They wouldn't call him. And I believe that at the time, during Sirius, I don't remember how many appearances he made. I, I think oh, he did a couple phones, but that's about it. Phone-ins. But either way, you're right. His His narrative of how he knows Donald, which isn't really that well, he just knows him the way you'd know a guest that came in often you didn't do you break bread with gilbert no you just had him in the show did you actually really know richard simmons yeah better than the, more, more people but that's because that was a different yeah, you, era and you were richard trying to get simmons a leg named up. your daughter for you yes richard simmons Sim? named ashley and if you think like okay this projection he doesn't really want to be doing this if he really didn't want to be doing this i mean he's kind of gotten himself pretty deep I'm pretty sure he wants to be doing this. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. At this point? Well, yeah. I mean, you know, if, if you remember, he was saying from the very beginning, and the press loved anything anti-Trump oh, yeah. that Howard said. And he would say that he, um, he should be seeing a shrink because he has father issues. And, <laughs> I mean, it, it, I, the, press, the press would gobble that up because they thought, yeah. wow, Howard has insight. They didn't right. realize, they never realized, he's painting yes. a self-portrait. Always. Mm-hmm. He doesn't mm-hmm. know anything about anyone. Nope. He does that with everyone, by the way. So it could be Donald. It could be Seth Rogen. It could be Madonna. It could be Lady Gaga. Everyone has father issues. Yeah. Or, or Gary now loving, for some reason, uh, to find clips of Karens. 
Mm -hmm. And Howard, the master therapist, deduced it must be because you don't like your mother, that your mother was a Karen. <laughs> and Gary, the um, company man, just goes, you're right. I guess you're yeah. right. It's, it, it, I mean, why bother spending any time in school to become a therapist when Howard knows the answers right away? And that is, <laughs> you hate women for the same reason I hate women. Yeah. There's uh, more recently, guys, of course, I think we have, I'm not sure if we, Raven and I have done the breakdown yet. I'm pretty sure we did. But he was trying to cover for Andrew Cuomo and the uh, the fuck-ups. I think we did do this in the breakdown already. It's yeah. released. Yeah. It's good. And we tried our best to keep it non-political because it's about something that's re that's real. It's not, a, it's not, uh, it's not our perception of, I mean, clearly there was a fuck up made in the administration and he made the mistake of going, <laughs> as I got it here in the clip, going homo for Cuomo in April of last year. And he was all in on Cuomo at the time. And this is pre scandal, pre everything. It was well, it's well into the pandemic. Well, not well into, but thorough, you know, around the world, it was already a thing. And he unabashedly put his support towards Cuomo, but it was really on the basis of he wanted to fuck Cuomo, in my opinion. So I'm going to play this real quick clip. Boy, that was a mouthful early in the morning. What are you doing, Howard? <laughs> Did you under I'm doing okay. How you First of all, how are you doing? Uh, I, you know, I love you. I, I, I loved you when, uh, when you first became governor, and I've always talked you up on the air. And I particularly appreciate what you're doing during the coronavirus. You're, you're, you're providing real leadership, and your whole demeanor is just a, well, for lack of a better word, a turn on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, go ahead, go ahead all right. <laughs> I hate. There Andrew are much better Cuomo. words, by the way. Go ahead. Yeah. I absolutely. <laughs> oh yeah, you deal with him. him. He's your governor. Oh, he's the worst. He is the absolute shameless worst leader I have ever seen in this state. Beyond, beyond shamelessly bad. It's ridiculous what we have to deal with. He's, he's restaurants from restaurants to businesses to school there's not one thing he's dealt with correctly during this entire crisis and the problem and what howard has done which is even worse than the press because he got so personal and sexual and even more <laughs> like dick sucking with his praise is the press they put him in this box of like He's the antithesis of Trump. So we're going to love him so much that we're going to mm -hmm. not even pay attention to these orders that go against the science of um, protecting vulnerable people. And we're going to pretend that didn't happen. So when this whole nursing home scandal exploded, they ignored it till they couldn't. And that problem exploded. Yeah, It was going on the entire time. The mm -hmm. problem was, is because the press is... Uh, flagrant disregard for it and their uh entire praise of him they couldn't they couldn't correctly cover it because they did this whole ridiculous praise of him which i never understood because he's always been a bully he's always been shit he's always been that guy who uh puts his friends first um, well, well I, I never understood this. I never well, either, understood this. <laughs> either way, either way, like regardless which way you swing, there's no question that there was some, there was no question that there was some, um, major fuck ups going in under his watch. And 
they the the narrative at the time was let's get Trump out of office. And if Cuomo is if there's some kind of divide between New York and Washington, let's foment that. Let's make sure that's gonna happen. Let's make that the story and let's disregard what's actually happening in New York, by yes. the way. And yeah. and so for him to go all in, but really Howard has the political savvy of a fruit fly. So it really was, I like this guy with the nipple ring. I like this yeah. guy with well, the hot yep. brother on remember, CNN. <laughs> Howard ran for governor against Cuomo's father. That's right. Yep. Back in 1994. Um, right. he, um, he, the, his, Howard's run for his, his gubernatorial run has become a weekly segment essentially on the show. And the more distance we have from it, the more, Howard was almost governor in the telling, you know, you were almost governor. A guy just said that this week to him, you were right. almost governor. Right. And, uh, you know, I, people don't realize, and he'll know because he never tells the truth that he didn't even have enough signatures to get his name on the ballot, let mm-hmm. alone was he almost governor. Um, and you know, so he ran against Cuomo's father against Pataki as a libertarian mm-hmm. and, you know, could not get And he committed perjury on his um, official state forms by lying about his address. He, mm-hmm. he used the address of a property in distress that was, I guess, owned by a real estate agent friend of his and put that on the, on the actual forms. Now, I believe that, because we, we all know he sued the government, right? He told them that he was not going to disclose how much money he makes, which was not- Which is not necessary. Yeah, he just needed to check a box that says over 200 grand. No one would have been surprised that this guy who sold uh, you know, a million copies of Private Parts, who had a show on E!, who had the number one, you know, with asterisk, 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 yeah. morning show in New York City, and mo- mo- that he made more than 200 grand a year. No one would have been right. surprised by that. Exactly. So he sued, he sued the U.S. government. And I believe, because he basically the lawsuit was thrown out within a day, and then he holds a press conference saying that he's not going to be running because of uh, the salary thing. I believe that his lawyers, when they realized he had committed perjury, they weren't even aware that he committed perjury until they looked at his forms and they said, you idiot, you have to drop out now before <laughs> things get really bad for you. You yeah. could actually face, face jail time for what you've done. So anyway, I believe that and, you know, distance from it, he now just says, he was so close to winning, he had to drop out because he said, oh, my God, people are taking me seriously. That's mm-hmm. not the case at all. He couldn't even get, I think it was 10,000 signatures. Yeah. And, and then I think he's tried to spin it later as we took votes away from uh, Cuomo and we were, you know, we were kingmaker. We decided like wherever we decided to put our votes or whoever I told right. my, my listeners to vote for, that person was going to win. Well, um, he certainly didn't throw it to the Libertarian Party. He left them high and dry. He did. He absolutely. Attacking. Which really upset the Libertarian Party, by the way. It should have, because they didn't want him to begin with, but Howard kind of stacked the votes by having his pe- his fans show up and, um, you know, the loudest in the room got the vote, essentially, for, yeah. the, for nomination. And, um, you know, true Libertarians thought, this guy doesn't represent us. Um, he doesn't this is represent all... anything. <laughs> yeah, it's all self-promotion. Right. And... Um, you know, he, he, his story has changed whether or not it was self-promotion or whether he was but serious. The, but the Cuomo frothing was so nauseating living yes. here. And it's so easy to froth if you're a celebrity or you're a millionaire and you have 
your private schools or your home schools or your mansions or your bubble, not so much when you live in a middle class society and everything's locked down and it's hell. It was hell. Cuomo made life hell here. Mm-hmm. And he killed a lot of people with a lot of stupid orders. So, yeah. And that's to say nothing of these um, <clears throat> sexual assault charges that keep coming out that, you know, I don't know if you covered this. Oh, we won't, we was... won't talk about, we won't talk about that. Ben, <laughs> right, right. Because I don't know if you guys, if you guys covered this. Only, when only, I was for, living... only Harvey Weinstein will talk about for Howard. <laughs> yeah. We've, yeah. Ad- we've addressed, we've addressed that they, they're, they're, they're a thing with absolutely, but oh, yeah, I mean, no, we're no, still, no, we're that. still, we're still Sorry, waiting on the outcome. If you addressed when in February here in Texas, we lost power. I didn't lose power, but yes. some places in Texas lost power, uh, lost water, that kind of thing. Um, right. A guy from <laughs> Texas called in and said, because yeah. Howard was going after our governor. And he said, why are you so worried about Texas's governor? Why aren't you worried about your own governor? Mm-hmm. And uh, so Howard calls him a fucking idiot. And, you know, mm-hmm. you, you redneck and you what, I, whatever he called him. Yeah, I remember and, that. And he said to him, at least our elderly died with power on. <laughs> and, you know, we had a total, I think, statewide of 23, something like that. And yeah. a state of like 30 million people. 23 yeah. people died. That's probably an average day of death in a state of 30 million. But yeah. um, Howard got he gets away, and that that's like his true feeling. Don't ever challenge somebody from New York. Is basically his his take. If you're if you're not a New Yorker, you're inferior. That's correct. And and um, he gets away with this kind of stuff. And it's it's um, I remember Janice Dean from Fox News was looking for that clip because she wanted to play it because she, so anyway Howard said that he didn't know. He wasn't aware of anything wrong that Cuomo had done. Sure. This That's correct. Um, and you you have to have your head buried in sand to not know that there are at least, uh, you, you know, no matter what news uh, outlet you watch, there's at least there's some talk of the wrongdoings. Yes. Even his own party has, start, has started to turn against him. Sam? You couldn't get... You couldn't get answers either. That was the other problem. You couldn't get a hold of people in the nursing homes to find out what was happening. You also couldn't get, you couldn't go see your loved ones. You couldn't get them out. Mm-hmm. It was, it was a massive fuck up. It was incredible. A massive fuck up. And it, mm-hmm. and it, it is still, this investigation went even further. Um, our comptroller uh, went on, I think. I forgot what show he went on. Uh, I think it was Tucker, actually, from Erie County. Our comptroller went on. He went on. Cuomo started calling all the local politicians, uh, the heads of the counties, when he had the meetings. And he would say, okay, the vaccines, we're going to roll out these vaccines. And how many are we giving? Your county, your county, your county. Do you stand with Cuomo? Yeah. Do you stand with him? Based yeah. on, are we going to give you these vaccines? Right. How many we're going to give you? Are you kidding me? It so almost that's sounds, part of this, too. <laughs> it almost sounds like the kind of negotiations Carlo Gambino would do, you know, if he was... It's a total <laughs> shakedown. Yeah, exactly. So but, anyway... You know, it's funny that... So just to keep, Sorry, we'll just, just tie this up. So Howard's takes and Chelsea Handler's takes are very similar in that they both were in love with... Um, Mueller, and then they're both in love with Cuomo, yeah. sexually in love with them, I mean, by that. 
Um, and it's, you know, I, I always say that Howard is a fake Democrat. He does definitely doesn't believe in most things that Democrats believe in. He likes uh, abortion. He hates social programs. He hates um, um, anything resembling socialism, no matter how, you know, blurry it is. He hates mm-hmm. anything resembling that. But mm-hmm. he fakes being a Democrat all the time. I mean, it's um, – and I, what I always wonder is how do people like Chelsea Handler or Jimmy Kimmel who are – or Sarah Silverman who are truly Democrats, yes. how do they – how do they not catch on that he isn't truly one? Um, they're, they're, it's very – you would think it's very easy um, to yeah, trip him thought. up. If they yeah, were if they were super easy. fans, if they were really super fans and they had a brain between their ears. Yeah. And they took yeah. everything well, in I mean, and they heard fans, it the way we do. I mean, do you, okay, you're a fan. Like if you're a super fan, what kind of delusional super fan doesn't look at the newspaper or the various newspapers? You shouldn't just be reading one really in 2021 and listening to this person, but also remembering what they've said about such and such. And you're right. You're picking Sarah Silverman and, and Kimmel were two super fans, at least for a while. Uh, however, I will counter with Chris Rock was supposed to be a super fan. And the last time we interviewed him, he didn't know he wasn't like, he didn't know he was live. <laughs> he thought it was a <laughs> podcast. He thought he was being recorded for a future episode, which actually now after the fact makes me think, I wonder how, how long this, um, pre-recording has been going on that Howard's been doing Wait, pre-recording. Like he's, he's been pre-taping interviews mm-hmm. and there, yeah. uh, I'll give you an example. The, uh, wasn't Stamos, uh, which one was it that got us in trouble? Not trouble, but, uh, got us off, our, our ch- thing off YouTube. Uh, Might have been, uh, wasn't uh, Stamos, because we haven't covered it yet. No, oh, uh, God. the one, uh, he Arsenio. did Eddie Murphy. Arsenio. Yeah, Arsenio. yeah. We did a rescinding of Arsenio because of uh, how awful he treated Arsenio back in the day. So oh, yeah. the first part of it was fine, but the Arsenio part was the contentious part that SiriusXM decided, no, we don't want this. Uh, on, you know, you can't have this on YouTube. It was fine on the podcast apps. That's fine. And I, the only thing I could think of, because it wasn't a particularly bad interview, it might've been one of his best, but not because of Howard. It wasn't salacious. It wasn't a train wreck like the Robert Plant interview, which we also covered, but wasn't allowed on. We understand why he didn't want Robert Plant's interview on. The Arsenio one made no sense unless the people who did the interview recorded it and ID tagged it and they didn't ID tag other stuff. Oh, hmm. because the Tom Morello interview, we had no problems getting that on YouTube. We had no problems getting the, um, um, almost any other interview this year. We haven't had any problems with, but that one was. Tom Morello is another example of a person who should know Howard does not share his views, but he doesn't Mm -hmm. know that he talks to him. Oh, you're also with tearing down the system and defunding all the police and all. Yeah, I'm all for that. (laughs) The cop lover, Howard Stern is all for it. (laughs) So, so as a result, we think that some of these interviews are pre-taped and whoever's doing the job, they're doing what they should have been doing with all of his shows and ID tagging those particular well, interviews. Well, that's interesting evidence anyway, because I, I didn't pick up, I, I didn't have any reason to pick up on it in terms of just as a casual, not casual, as a serious listener, you probably, there weren't clues on, mm-hmm. uh, you know, outside of, as you suggest, ID tags. Well, these no, but the, the, the there are people in our mockery thread that have been pointing out certain hints that something may be dateless. It may be a plug-in interview because um, I can't explain it, but I, Isaac Lightfoot 
when you get get around to listening to this episode, you you try to inform us in the comments, please, because uh, him and Raven and Reggie Bowman, a lot of people in our uh, group, have been noticing subtle tells. Sam, also too, even if you doesn't matter where you lie on the political spectrum, if just as a person with a brain, if you notice bad leadership, mm-hmm. it's bad leadership. That's right. Howard as an independent thinker and a radio personality, if he was some sort of rebel who, you know, against the man or things that are incorrect and railing against it, you should just be able to call a spade a spade. When a piece of shit kills a bunch of old people and makes bad decisions, anybody should be able to call it. Don't give them a fucking Emmy. And if you made a mistake, be able to take back the goddamn Emmy. Yeah, well, I mean, what the the fuck? Yeah, up in New, up in Canada, one of the biggest bones of contention was the um, the the nursing homes all across the country were problematic with COVID, and that's because for years we've been saying they're woefully underfunded, they're understaffed, uh, there's not enough of uh, the t- quality of staff that they should have, and it's just been really, I mean, aside from maybe some really high end hoity toity uh, nursing homes, and yeah. um, that's that's been pre pre COVID that's been a problem, and now it's being exposed because of COVID who takes the blame. Well, usually the prime minister and it doesn't matter if you're a liberal NDP, it doesn't matter if you're progressive conservative, if a a person you voted for did a fucked up job, you have to be able to admit it. Sounds like we need Robin for a fact finding mission. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that's another thing too, that's gone. Thanks to initially, initially it was COVID uh, Robin's news. Mm -hmm. Remember at the beginning, there was no Robin's news and there were no ads. Yes. And uh, for the for the duration of 2020, there were no ads. Ads came back in 2021. And Mm -hmm. I always said that Robin's news existed to be a dumping ground for live reads. There was no other reason because Howard had no interest in talking about the stories that she brought up. Um, He would uh, you know, his comments were awfully or were often uh, anything else. Yeah, Not, nothing related to what she said, or he would just right. do a live read, and you know, and I always say he's just spinning in his chair and waiting for her to stop talking so he could leave. So. But isn't it funny that Robin just abruptly is no longer a news person? They, yes. I mean, it took this pandemic for them to suddenly say you're done reading the news. Um, <laughs> but you know, it was she, it was a liability to their show for a long time. She it got was. things wrong routinely. Yes. Um, she dragged Howard into conversations he didn't want to be involved in, and so therefore he just wouldn't talk. Sam. Um, so, yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Sam, Sam, can you do that impression of Robin reading a news article? I love it. Um, well, today there was, I don't know if you heard, um, in New York, um, this group of people i mean michigan <laughs> and it seems there was a group of children i mean <laughs> and cue gary to come in and correct her uh, <laughs> it was you so bad it was so bad and this is what it was like um and so because of that um it was awful, it was awful. yeah I mean, I, i'll me. never understand why nbc thought she needed some counseling to be a better newsreader <laughs> considering <laughs> well so uh, her, her natural question. talent Here's my question to you guys: Was that or was that a, a conscious uh, Marcy Turk or Howard decision, or do you th- I, yeah, or do you think well, she volunteered? Marcy, 
I don't think Marcy Turk makes decisions. I think she follows orders. Yes. I mean, she might come with it, but she's not working independently. She okay. doesn't decide. Robin is no longer doing the news, and Howard says, "Oh, come on, I like it." Too bad she, Howard, we're not doing it anymore. She doesn't you know do what? that. That's Howard's call. Marcy Turk, I think, is kind of like how Facebook has this arbitrary group that oversees yeah. what <laughs> what can be okay for banning. We have oh. we have an arbitrary group that can be seen for what's going to be okay for banning. Okay, and who? Decided upon the arbitrary Facebook group. Oh, Facebook nominated that group. That's like, <laughs> it's what? One, it's one of the <laughs> stupidest things on, on earth, the Facebook thing, because a, a post I made, like I used a GIF of, um, what's his name? <laughs> what's mean, his name? And so, hold on. No. <laughs> My, Michael, no, what's, his, what's his name who played Marcellus Wallace in uh, Pulp Fiction? Ving Rhames. Uh, Ving Rhames, right. The Ving Rhames sh- GIF of, GIF of him in the, uh, with the ball gag in Pulp Fiction sitting in a chair. That I posted two two years ago on Facebook on my other account got flagged yet just recently. So retroactively, mm. they're going back and looking and and scrubbing stuff and saying this violates the sexual. Like there's nothing. He's being tied up. We know that it's going to be sexual. Yeah, it's but going to nothing... lead to that eventually. But in that but, moment, I thought, what a stupid. Yeah. Th- this is what you're spending money policing, really? <laughs> okay. Speaking, speaking of Robin for a second, um, whenever she tweets. I will usually <laughs> screen cap her tweet, circle the mistake, and say, "Barely any mistakes, Robin. Great job." That's pretty much like <laughs> my, my response to her. I'll just circle the mistakes and then say, "Barely anything wrong. Good job." Yeah, uh, great job. And uh, so she she tweeted uh, some. She, you know, she's really into COVID nineteen um, propaganda. Really yeah. into it. Howard and Robin were among the most hysterical propagandists <laughs> yes. will ever encounter just daily and their fans and you know the, the 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 people calling in near death who've just come back from covid and so on um anyway robin tweeted something about covid 16 so i just circled it and said <laughs> barely any mistakes great job robin and she replied to me everybody's so perfect and she put everybody's as two words should have been one so I circled it. That barely any mistakes. Great job, Robin. But anyway, she uh, she wrote everybody's so perfect, and I I continue to get alerts from people liking and retweeting her comment. Everybody's so perfect. Of all things, to go, oh, I'm re- I'm sharing that. Yeah. She she called it COVID sixteen. It's worth pointing out that you, as a newswoman, are are saying the wrong thing. Yeah. Anyway, I always get an, a, 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 a notification that someone else liked Robin's comment. Well, continuing that comment, I'm going to go on with this clip from October of last year called Vaccine Bullshit. And this uh, woman named, called Dawn, a.k.a. the caller of the year, she entered the picture <laughs> and called shit on him, basically called him out for it. Who do you think's getting the vaccine as soon as, <laughs> as, soon as it's available? Hey, Howard, how are you? I'm pretty good. First time call. First time caller with you guys. Cool. You know, I'm paying for my subscription. I hear you on the radio. You're killing me. I want to cancel you so bad. <laughs> you know, you're the first person in line to get this cocktail. I don't know who you're kidding with your listeners. It's so I'm the first person in line to get the cocktail. Where am I going to get a cocktail? Who the fuck is going to give it to me? He's staying in his you're house just, trying not. Maybe Dr. Agus, for one. This, and this is this cocktail. 
Cuomo. Hold on, this he, this dovetails he family, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> well, this dovetails into the next clips I'm going to play, which is I am sick. I'm really sick. I wasn't sick, and I'll play those yeah, in succession. Second, when did you say this was? When did you say October? This particular... October fifth of last okay, year. Okay, the reason why they're calling it a cocktail is because that's what he keeps calling what Trump got when he had mm-hmm. COVID. That's so right. the vaccine wasn't ready yet. So he's talking about you would get this treatment. And, and Howard made everyone, oh, no one's going to get this treatment. Only rich guys and only these big shots. And everybody gets that treatment. The remdesivir. Mm-hmm. And all. That's right. But anyway, uh, uh, Howard made it to be that this is an elite thing that none of us regular people will get. <laughs> right. And Sam? I, and I, that's true. My mom was giving this to people. She's a nurse. It's a monoclonal antibodies and uh, um, this... Uh, these drugs that you would give to COVID people who were not necessarily, you know, they would, so you wouldn't have to put them on a ventilator, wouldn't have to give them, so they wouldn't be in the ICU. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And it was helpful and mm-hmm. preventative. And by the way, preventative drugs should have been more distributed during this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> what I'm busy doing, Dawn, is wearing a mask. Not seeing my loved ones. My parents aren't doing well. I'm, we're all separate. I'm watching everything yeah. I eat so that if I do get COVID, I'm, and I'm trying to exercise as best I can so that I find <laughs> this stuff. I don't know what fucking planet you're yeah. living on that you think I've got a fucking connection. <laughs> okay, so there's that. Then uh, we're going to go into, um, let's see, I wasn't sick, number one. Wah, I'm sick, mommy. Oh, I want to die. Okay. And (laughs) (laughs) this is from April 7th of this year. And by the time you guys hear this, we will have covered this with Raven. So we're sorry for the overlap, guys, but it's it's necessary in this case. I'm so sick. Stop saying that. I want to die. I want to fucking die. It's time for me to go. Done it all. It's enough already. I'm so sick. I've I've had a, uh, since Thursday, I've had a low great fever like i take my temperature and it's like a hundred point nine like just a little bit of fever and it's killing me i'm like walking around half dead so at the time of this um when this show was was going live our, our mockery thread almost immediately people were saying he got the vaccine and these are symptoms right. of him getting the vaccine but he never admitted sense. to it and and right. it just it, it fell in line with anybody that was getting it at that point sam that makes complete sense that mm-hmm. he yeah. would have Although, a low grade fever because he's yeah. never complained of a low grade fever before. Right. <laughs> well, his, his anal thermometer doesn't lie. And it's, this is definitely <laughs> low grade, but um, he, he, you know, I had my doubts that he actually got the, the vaccine because he doesn't act like a person who's been vaccinated. He still yeah. thinks that at any moment, his double vaccinated wife hanging out with her double vaccinated friend is going to get somehow COVID and give it to vaccinated Howard. Um, so I, it, it's, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, I mean, it makes perfect sense that that's why he feels that way. Cause he, he was uh, vaccinated and was feeling side effects of it. But mm-hmm. I also think it's worthy of a story. Basically every single person who gets vaccinated tells the story of their getting vaccinated he has to have it pried out of him that he's been vaccinated and he'll merely just say yes like robin goes i got um pfizer and you got moderna right and then a long pause yes 
that, that's the most that you're going to get from him, this master storyteller. Yeah. yeah. Who complains about everything, who turns every minor thing into the most epic tale of woe anyone's ever experienced. And he has no story whatsoever about being vaccinated. I mean, he's the guy yelling everyone needs to get vaccinated. Why yep. wouldn't he be a little more open? Yes, exactly. Uh, Sam? So you said, I don't think he got vaccinated because he's acting a certain way. This plays into, for me, this hysteria of, I also see this with other people who are acting, who are vaccinated, who are also continuing to act hysterical. I see it like, I don't know, Joy Reid's like, I'm going to continue double masking on my jog. And I'm like, Outdoors, double masking, vaccinated. Why? And you're acting like you're proud of this, you idiot? But then, but then I mean, the story. You're not that. That doesn't make people want to get vaccinated. If you're double right. masking on an outdoor jog when you're vaccinated, right. that's just, not just giving like, people confidence in the vaccine. Like, stupid. Just like he was the worst advocate for psychiatry, for uh, yes. for psychotherapy, or the worst sort of uh, pamphlet that you could put together to show that something works in terms of uh, just about anything, Sarno. Um, you know, this is um, another. He's an awful uh, advocate for vaccines because of the nonsense he's going on with. Well, Sam? that's what I'm you know, saying. I... That you should have been. You're the person who has been complaining about COVID and all the scariness of it and yep. fear mongering of it, which. I think he went way overboard, completely overboard with it. Ridiculous amounts. But now that you got the vaccine, you should be going overboard with we're vaccinated. We're living and we're living the normal life that we can within the standards of what the CDC has said or whatever guidelines are being set out within your state. Right. You should be pushing. You should be pushing people to look. We're going to these things are going to go bad. Get your fucking vaccines, guys. Go living in a scientific bureaucracy of crazy is some sort of fucking Huxley goddamn novel. What are you doing? Well, you know, it's funny. So so uh, very early on in covid, they knew someone who had covid and survived it. Will. And they didn't want to hear from Will Murray. I mean, he said he right. yeah, sucked for a couple days or so. Will had it. Will had was a cancer survivor um, and beat COVID. He was far more interested in those who came to near death, who came or on to, to yeah, who came on like Jacob Marley to warn everyone, don't follow my path. I didn't take it seriously enough. Right. Don't follow in my footsteps. And you know, you grill these people just a little bit. To find out, I mean, they would laugh at something Howard says, and you would go, oh, my God, they're a chronic smoker. Of course, you're going to have a harder time of it. Um, or, or Howard might ask about their weight. Uh, well, I'm down to 350 pounds. You go, of course, you're going to have a hard time of it. It's, yeah. you know, you're going to have a hard time of any virus that hits you. Harder time. Yeah, but, harder um, time. But, but, you know, I really, early on, uh very early on, like a week or two into the, our stay at home, had read some stuff uh, that was well researched, and it relieved any anxiety I might have had about COVID. So I listened to Howard, who hadn't yet even come back on the air. So when he had come back on the air, it was doomsday every day. We're all going yeah. to die, <laughs> um, and and um, you know it's you know the the fault of bad leadership and it's and so on. It, it that that. The fact that he was able to 
being the most neurotic person that we have, go on there and scream from his pedestal, we're all going to die. Um, it, I really think that Sirius should have pulled his show off the air for those reasons, or should have run some kind of disclaimer. Disclaimer, he, he knows yeah. nothing. He does not know what he's talking about. Um, How is that not misinformation? Know, well, uh, you know, I I pointed out that our day, our, our our new expert, uh, Doctor Agus, who calls in, was in the Trump video. When he put together the montage of how people in the media spoke about coronavirus in February, Agus was on CBS News saying it's not going to be a big deal in this country. And that was just weeks ahead of us all being told to stay at home. Yeah. Um, this same guy, he's no more of an expert now than he was then. In fact, Howard re- relayed something about, you know, Dr. Agus said elephants don't get cancer. So we should be looking into elephants. So I just Googled it. Elephants get cancer? Yes, they do. Just not as frequently as maybe uh, you would expect for an animal that lives as long as they do and is their size. Right. But it's not that they don't get it. Anyway, sorry for the, the sideline there. But um, this is the worst place where you could go. For, if, you, if, if your only window into the world was the Howard Stern show, God you, would think, you. you would think that everyone was dropping dead on the streets from COVID – that there was no, what Howard is willing to call civil unrest. That's all he'll, all he'll call it in the in the country. <laughs> right. Um, he, he doesn't that, know. Yeah, yeah. It's funny. Well, you know he, what they're dropping he, dead he, from? Overdoses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, Jesus. That's 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 yeah. That's a fucking tragedy into unto itself as well. Uh, and Sam, you know all about that. But um, the the thing is. Uh, he, he's the big thing when we go into it closer to the present day shows, cause we're kind of backlogged with the breakdowns, uh, and we're going to try to get those out to you guys, uh, ASAP, but, um, he, you're right. He, he minimizes the, the whole, the culpability. First of all, he minimizes, he neglects culpability. That's always his MO, but when it comes to the vaccine stuff, it, it, when it comes out, like you're going to hear the second clip. Well, I wasn't sick. I, I just had a little something. And here he's making <laughs> it like I got tuberculosis. <laughs> I'm up on the mountain hoping I can breathe better. Legs hurt. Everything. So do you think you I, have the flu? I don't know what I have. I don't have COVID, I don't think. You didn't go get tested. I'm going to get tested today, maybe. But I don't okay. think I have it. I don't because think they I have say COVID. if you're having some symptoms, you should get a test. Yeah. How would you have it? How would go. you have it? So one sec, that's another one, one thing. Sec, one sec, one sec, Sam. He's going to give it away right now. I went to my whole story, but I, there's a reason I know it's not COVID. You don't know. That was the give. That was the tell. Mm-hmm. That was him admitting, I, I took the vaccine. That's why I know I don't have COVID. Why else okay, would he say so that? Jason Kaplan had already been vaccinated since January. Ronnie had already been vaccinated. Why couldn't he say, it's not, it's not for the elites only, and he has to downplay how elite he is. This was April. Yes. You know, uh, first of all, he was in the age group all along to get the vaccine early on. Um, so anyway, he's he doesn't need to hide this from us like it's like it's extravagant wealth. Right. Also, hmm, in his book, didn't he say he almost had a cancer scare? Wouldn't that put him in cold morbidity? <laughs> <laughs> well, almost I'm a not... cancer scare in that it wasn't cancer whatsoever. 
<laughs> yeah, well, he would have been next to uh, Gary Delabate's father-in-law who passed away from COVID. And that was uh, given, you know, like they, they mentioned it. They did talk a little I bit know, about how it. Much, how, much air t- how much airtime did that get? Five minutes. minutes. Five oh, minutes, cool. maybe. Yeah, yeah and, and the guy was in his late 90s and had a broken hip, didn't he? he I yes. Mean, he was in dire straits to begin with. I would suspect he just happened to die with COVID. But yes. Uh, well, who? Well, I mean, either way, I mean, like something like that. When you break your hip, you're already on your way out. Typically, that's a, at that age, the end, yeah. end stage for someone that age. Yeah, in this case, I'm sure though, if a cop shot him, there would have been a parade. <laughs> <Just kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> we'll continue a little more. Oh, it's not COVID. Well, I haven't left my house for <laughs> a year. Stupidly, I left my house. <laughs> Thursday to go yeah. to the dentist and to go to my eye doctor. Okay, so this is what made me laugh with Raven. I go, so who gave it? To, who gave him the vaccine? The eye doctor or the dentist? <laughs> <laughs> Who's the one that's going to take the blood? The eye doctor or the dentist? That was the first mistake. And then, as I was coming home from the eye doctor, I started to get sick. So if it was COVID, I would have. Uh, you, know, you haven't lost your sense a, of taste or smell. No, no. It would take two days for COVID to kick in. You know what I mean? Yeah. It could be. <laughs> even if guys remember, there is a thing such as uh, not asymptomatic. But anyway, Ben, you wanted to say. Listen again, just as he's recalling the story and picture yeah. someone translating hieroglyph- ancient hieroglyphics <laughs> into modern English. <laughs> like James Spader in Stargate. <laughs> live, get doing your, pa- it live, get your you paintbrush. Know? Get your yeah. paintbrush. Start dusting it off. Right. Yeah. 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 Oh. <laughs> Unless it's something psychological with you just because you went out. <laughs> I don't fucking know, but if it's psychological, the thermometer says I have a low grade fever. Well, you can do that to your body, you know. You can No, do- no. No. Yeah. <laughs> Stop it, Robin. <laughs> Look up what counts as a low grade fever. Exactly. So now, now, May 6th, this is more recent, This guys. is good radio. Exactly. I wasn't sick. We're I, I, a low-grade fe- fever can be as low as 99.5, by the way. I, yeah. If it was it 79. Between it that and 100.3. So it's a very slim. Yeah. We used to, like, when I worked at a daycare center when I was a teenager, we used to not be able to send kids home until they were, like, 100.5. Mm-hmm. We'd call, but yeah. well, well, it's perfect for King Baby. Um, yeah. That I've learned from being in quarantine and wearing masks and all that stuff. You get a, I haven't even had a cold during it. Right, I'm fucking wood, but I mean, I Wait haven't. Minute. You did have something though a couple of weeks ago. I did. I had like a little bit of like I thought I was having a little bit of fever and stuff, but I it, it didn't even count as a fever. It was like a little <laughs> oh. bit of it, but I I really never got a cold or anything. Yeah, I haven't wow. had anything. This is great. <laughs> I just love because Benjamin kind of masterminded the um the uh, the art of clipping stuff just so, and then the 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 your citizen Kane was the Russell Crowe. I never fat shamed Russell Crowe. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> which makes me laugh right. on your channel. I'll try to post it in the, in the link so it did, people it didn't get it. E- it didn't even count as a fever. So what type of measurement are you using to decipher fever? Back of his hand up against his forehead. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> so, so the anyway, good old, the good old. Well, it's yeah. not Beth's hand. So, right. which paw of a cat is he using? <laughs> so, more yeah, I'm recently, just, I'm just about to faint. <laughs> more recently, he uh, he he explained how he had to get off his you know six almonds and uh, you know frozen strawberries diet, and that he's no longer a pescatarian because uh, so. And the clip is called "Turkey Needs Turkey." Tonight. Oh, you she called you again? She didn't call me. She wrote me an email saying, look, we analyzed your blood work, blah, 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 blah. And I hate to break the news to you, dude, but you got to eat chicken You're and good. turkey a couple of times a week. Ben, <laughs> 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 you, you didn't. You didn't. <laughs> look, the numbers don't lie. Yeah. I don't know what it's going to be like. I haven't had it in so long, but. It's difficult when you hmm. first start start back. Yeah. Because <laughs> after that big surgery. Okay. We're also going to get the clip, by the way, where Robin talks about how she completely bullshitted the public, which, you know, if you couldn't tell from seeing her appearance during the book promotion of the Vegetation of Robin, you may want to get your eyes checked. Um, yeah, that she, this that she was not eating meat. This should not be allowed. No, she's should promoting not be. a book on how veganism saved her life. When, yes. <laughs> when we know it was the expert teams of can team of cancer doctors, cancer doctors the best yeah. money could buy. Yes. And uh, that she was not a vegan. <laughs> well, not, she is vegan except not. for the how, meat cheese. Howard just said to eat <laughs> solids. <laughs> He's like an infant when you're like, should I start <laughs> feeding him? <laughs> should I start feeding him Okay, well, we're going to, I think, Gary Puppet, if you don't do it, or Matthew Schultz, can we get uh, the, uh, a picture, a Photoshop of the Gerber baby, but Howard's face instead of that baby with the face, with the open mouth for the logo? <laughs> and just add, that, like, you know, six almonds, uh, you know, uh, flavor, or turkey meatballs, you know, <laughs> baby food. So let's keep going. Yeah, I was vegan before right. all of this. And so I hadn't eaten any animal product, including an egg. And uh, I found <laughs> that I was almost passing out at the end of the show. That's how bad. He's laughing. He's laughing. This is the concern your coworker from 40 years says. So, yes, Sam. So Robin is to veganism as Howard is to therapy. Uh, yeah. the, these are the success stories we want to share. The woman mm -hmm. who's almost passing out from a sedentary radio show that lasts four hours <laughs> in the morning, in the morning, right after she wakes up. Remember when they had at that one point, um, Scott Salem was working out and he was losing some weight and he was just eating right. He was in por portion control. He lost a bunch of weight, but then they had Tim Sabian on Robin's green drink. <laughs> and then um, <laughs> Scott came into the studio. It's one of the few times I ever heard a, a zinger from Scott that was perfect. He said, Tim looks like he's between um, like marrow transplants. <laughs> he looks like a cancer <laughs> sufferer. <laughs> you, know, you know, let me, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. It's, it's also like I have a friend who's been vegan for so many years. Her husband is, her whole family is. You don't have to be wealthy. It's just their way of life. Nobody's passing out. Everyone's happy. She cooks and she makes was all their own food. She was not almost passing out. It, it, everything's always, I was almost dead. It's, yeah. that's, but it's, that's their story. But it's like these, these wealthy people could have them cook all the food for you. If somebody with the means, of middle class can do this for their own family. Yeah. 
and make you, this you, where you nobody's at, passing out? You Robin? look at Robin's book, and she'll tell you that the reason why she was always so tired is because her food was dig- her her body was digesting meat. Right now, she's oh, oh, yeah, always right. tired because she's not eating meat and she's eating vegetables. So which well, is and by the way, she was a get vegan. Get an Uber to that Friendly's, stat. Yeah, exactly. She was a vegan, but that doesn't mean she was only eating vegetables. Um, you know, half of her books uh, recipes are, are are desserts. Yeah, and you know, I went to Whole Foods one time and saw that they had these vegan cupcakes. Right. And I took a picture of it because <laughs> Robin said, "When you're a vegan, you don't have to worry about counting calories," and she believed right. that. Yeah, she says that in her book. And this cupcake was thirteen hundred calories. And it was a vegan <laughs> cupcake. Now, Robin says, what calories don't matter. I'm not eating meat. And that's how right. she was able to gain weight as a vegan. Yes, yes. Uh, the, oh you, you, to, be, to be a vegan, a vegetarian is, is a different word. Even just a pescatarian is fine. But to be a vegan, you have to be super smart. You have to really, you have to understand where you're, what you're getting, what vegetables you require, and in what proportions to get the equivalent of a steak, pork, chicken, whatever you're going to replace meat-wise. Otherwise, you're going to starve your body of nutrients it needs. It's not that sim- it's not It's not as simple as, you listen, let me just eat spinach smart. for the rest of my life. Spinach, carrots, <laughs> broccoli and yeah. I'll be fine. You do need and you can't be like running in the middle of the park and expecting a salad is going to cut it when you need, you know, protein. You need something to, you know, if you're going to build be yeah, building weights, she, she, you know. She Robin's wasn't running in the idiot. park. She was sitting down for 4 hours at exactly. her home. Yeah. Uh the whole time. Right. Sam? You said smart. So clearly <laughs> yeah, like, this isn't <laughs> I, I, Can I say something really quick about <clears throat> another I wish I was dead comment Howard made recently and it has to do with, with diet he was watching some TV show that I would never watch I don't remember what it was but basically nothing he watches would I ever watch and he says <laughs> and the actors on it were drinking this Snickers milkshake and I just go <laughs> Snickers milkshake and he, a Dairy Queen he says and I go is he talking about a blizzard he's thinking of a blizzard but he's thinking of a blizzard so John Hine tells us a blizzard but he goes Oh my God, I wanted to kill myself watching them eat this because he wanted it so badly. <laughs> now, well, I often say that the diet control he has is exactly sexuality. The same as sexual control that he has. Right. Yeah. So, in the same way, I don't believe he's going home and wolfing down Snickers milkshakes. I also don't believe he's with Ralph and having sex. I think it's because he has extraordinary impulse control when it comes to his cravings. Mm-hmm. The cravings are there and he wants to kill himself because the cravings are so bad, but he would rather be in pain than take one bite of a snick because he's afraid of being fat. He's also afraid of being gay. So he's not going to actually act on his cravings, but those cravings are there and tormenting him. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, you, you've said this before. Actually, you said like his. If he goes gay, then it's no more sauce on the side. It's no more, you know. Just <laughs> yeah, it's, no more, it's no more wishing for Snickers milkshakes. Snickers milkshakes, nothing. Yeah, it's going to be blizzards <laughs> and glory holes all in the same weekend. Um, <laughs> uh, but. <laughs> but but you know I and, and just and I know we're going to talk. What I'll, a I'll weekend. Say, so play the last bit of this clip. Well, that's what they found with me. They go, you have no energy. You're, uh, you know, 
it's great. Chickens are living, but you, you're <laughs> you going to die. Dying. Yeah, and I was like, you know what? If it comes down to me or a chicken, the chicken's going. <laughs> so the oh, first... now you want to live? I don't know. No. So the next clip is called Pescatarian oh, Tutor and by, Wanted. And by the way, two. so fuck animals because all of a sudden it was, you know, Howard's so bizarre in this animal cruelty, animal, I love animals. Now yeah. it's. Now it's I have to eat meat. It's I don't want to live. Fuck life. Right. Yeah. And but then it's the most important thing is that I'm alive. Right. Because I just want to <laughs> live forever because I can't picture a world without me. Exactly. That's what he I, I don't know. I this... don't want life to go on. And then it's animals. And then somebody says he has to eat meat. Now it's chickens. Lives fuck don't the, matter. Fuck, fuck the chickens. <laughs> Off with yeah, their heads. He, I don't know if it's in this clip, but he he says that Beth says she doesn't want his chicken being in the refrigerator, and he says, "But you have the cat's chicken in the refrigerator, so <laughs> he's the cats are allowed to eat other animals, but the cats the cats are, eat more know, than they do." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my god, this is this is the mind of a seventy nine. Yeah, we've we've determined yeah. it's 79. 99 is way too high. 89 doesn't yep. sound phonetically correct. And 79 became the new number for us. So yeah, uh, we're going to go. Bump from all that tutoring he got. But, you know, he, so. he, he, uh, shaming people who eat meat is a big part of his uh, persona. Yeah. Now he's no better than the rest of us. Who, uh, he, yeah, shaming people who eat, period. We, we, we're just going to go into, right, yeah, not, not this true. one, but we're fed, the fat shaming clips are coming up soon. For lunch. I now have Tupperwares full of salad and veggies, and I had some salmon, but they're talking about I might have to start eating a chicken every once in a while. I don't like eating birds. Well, this is what I... <laughs> bird on bird crime. I was going to say, I said, now that you have this epiphany and you don't want to eat meat, you don't want to eat animal products, this is part of your problem. I just imagine a blue heron going after a goose. <laughs> <laughs> just I'm sorry, oh. Photoshop wise, yes, yeah, Sam. Or just and a vulture just... picking apart another bird on the on the yeah, roadside. To totally. And you just hear robins, you know, like I'm gonna make you, you know, it's just you're gonna have to. And I, it's this. She's the voice, the voice of reason. No reason, none. Mm -hmm. None of this is reasonable when she's so soothing him. Does yeah. this sound reasonable to you? Any of her soothing? No, of course not. Uh, the next clip is called The Vegemication of Robin. Look, I had to it. bite the bullet. And, right. and you know what was really terrible? I had written that book about uh, <laughs> cooking vegetables. <laughs> Yeah, and I was eating meat while yeah. I was on tour Hypocrite. promoting the book. I was like, "This is terrible." Hypocrite over there. <laughs> good, good. Expose yourself right now. <laughs> Come clean. Yeah. Mind blown. This is every single bullshit wellness expert. This is Hilaria Baldwin at the UN. Mm -hmm. You know, this is everyone balanced diet. Follow my thing. I'm an influencer. Robin is Robin is despicable for doing yeah, this. Completely. Yeah, she is. And this so this show is supposed to be all honesty, honesty. Mm -hmm. And Howard just uh, obviously he knew this because he goes, shame on you. Yeah. Shame on you. Yeah, and he, and he was it, laughing when she was bringing it up. Both of them feel like it's no big deal to lie to yep. get what you want. 
as long as you're getting what you want, it's fine to lie. Um, Robin describes her book as that vegetable cooking book. It, yeah. Her part had nothing to do with cooking. She doesn't know That's how right. to cook, and she admits it. That was a Hispanic chef, Christopher Sanchez, who handled all of the recipes. And mm-hmm. by the way, Robin won an NAACP award for best instructional book. She had nothing to do with the instructions. That was a Hispanic man that right. the NAACP should have been awarding, not her. Her part was a manifesto about how she was uh, misled by the government, her schools, her parents, Everything. big business, so on. And that's why she ended up chugging down ice cream and Snickers milkshakes and all that kind of stuff. Nothing mm-hmm. to do with her own personal decisions. Um, but to reduce it and say it's a vegetable cookbook is to take her part of it completely out of it. The manifesto, the whole angry tirade of 100 pages. Her, her part only lasts 100 pages out of that big book. And But to, but but to that have means, the gall, the, sorry, to have yeah. the gall, I'm, gonna, I'm sorry to cut you off, Ben, to have the gall to go on tour looking like the Goodyear blimps and, and Goodyear blimp and then say that, well, the reason I was able to survive wasn't because of the doctors, but because the, you know, the vegan eating saved my, you know, my system so that I was strong enough to fight and heal and, 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 you know, recover from the surgery. What kind of asshole does that when you know these doctors, she had a grapefruit sized tumor, probably more like a rugby ball taken out of her body because she couldn't piss. I have all the, the clips yeah. ready to go. So some, some major saga later when we finish with 15 foundation, oh, which is proving yeah. like, you know, Ben her right now. And, yeah. um, so <laughs> we're North and South. It, re- or it really is. It is. It is. It's the scene, the chariot riding down. <laughs> Beautiful. So anyway, um, so the, the, the whole, the gist of her, the gall, this ties into the narcissism theme that we've we've been doing with Chicago Bob, and it, and eventually we're going to turn it on to Robin. But really, the Fifteen Foundation may as well be NPD starring Robin. It's not; it's just a more overt narcissism than Howard's covert. But either way, the, she had Russell Simmons do the foreword, and his name yes. features prominently on the book. And, yes. and you bullshitted. Now you're making a liar out of him. Well, he's <laughs> not only that, but did you know that he's also. Um, an accused rapist. Yes. There's a documentary that came out about him that is very, he's very credibly accused of being a rapist. Right. And it's, it's just funny, the dark people that are involved in the Howard Stern world. And I will say, uh, he was credibly accused as a rapist. There was a really good documentary made. The documentary maker was, um, Oprah did stand behind that documentary. She pulled it from, that uh, film festival at the last minute because of the because uh, the she, con- she, she, had, she she had like 50 cent and Russell Simmons saying uh, you're not supporting your culture basically so right she's back- and backed out. so she backed out of it based on mob mentality but none of the accusations elite, elite, are false mentality though too really right but <laughs> besides all that Robin really did something so wrong and took credit for it in such a preposterous way, such a elitist, disgusting way. And she did it with her charity. She got clapped and awarded and it was disgusting. I, I will say though, I would not be surprised if the editors said we cannot put out a book about how healthy eating saved your life and have you 
be having surgery with your life on the line because of your years of neglect. Because you didn't mm-hmm. go to any hospital, you didn't go to see any doctors. You used um, Chinese uh, faith healers <laughs> and so on, and magnets behind your ears, and ayahuasca and uh, running Peruvian, machines, Peruvian to doctors and whatever yo-yo diets, yeah, blood machines to circulate and all that kind of stuff. Um, we can't put out a book saying that veganism will save your life when your life almost ended. So we're going to have to put in something in here about how well your life would have ended had it not been for you being so healthy. Right. Yeah. You know, the irony, though, is, well, if you were so healthy, then why did you have a grapefruit-sized tumor in your body? Right. And why didn't you know about it? Why didn't you go way earlier? Why didn't you have a gyno? Why did you have to go how to bed? did you not know about something but, that, like that? Uh, but then again, so this is the part that where Robin isn't at fault. This is where the press is at fault, where how couldn't you ask questions yes even close mm-hmm. to countering well this narrative doesn't make any fucking sense well mm-hmm. you guys have to get the clip of her on the show the doctors when um you do this breakdown of robin because the closest she comes to being confronted with reality by reality is when the doctor talks about the type of cancer that she has and that typically it's found in obese women who haven't had children mm-hmm. and it's the most painful you're sitting there going like oh my god robin and the truth don't go together you can't say something like that around her no. um, it's kind of painful because robin can't really laugh that off and say huh, i have five children and um i'm the same weight as i was in high school she can't <laughs> right. do those things she obviously hasn't had children and obviously uh has been obese i mean she's uh, find she's she's lost and found seventy pounds since her mid twenties, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So anyway, it's it's yeah. um, it's a specific specific kind of cancer that lifestyle usually will bring on. And in her book, she laughs at people who get cancer and say cancer's part of life. She goes, people just expect that that's part of life, and she laughs at them. Yeah. I, that, that book is big. Is a huge mistake. Mm-hmm. No. No, I was just, I just think it's hilarious how people during that whole vegan book tour, let it go. The narrative, yeah. they just let, they let her speak like this. No questions asked, no countering the narrative when it's so obvious on its face, easily provable to be false. Right. Yeah. The only person that kind of called her out for being, well, being a hypocrite is, I think, during the Hurricane Sandy thing where Richard Simmons, Richard Christie, sorry, Richard Simmons, my bad. Richard Christie said, Robin, you're not even here. Like, you're, you're giving us shit and you're not even in studio. <laughs> yeah. And well, you're recording it- from home. And she goes, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm at home. You're recovering, asshole. You, I had asshole. major surgery. Like, yeah. 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 Right. Well, you know, the, um, what Robin and scammers like her count on is that the person who they're scamming is kind enough that they won't embarrass them and, mm-hmm. and won't expose them. And they rely on you being a better human than they are mm-hmm. so that they can get away with it and get, you know, that you're not going to put yourself in that discomfort of making them exposed. And they count on that. And uh, the other thing they count on is a lot of people don't have the medical insurance or the means to have the medicine or the procedures 
of Western medicine that Robin had. So if they were to have some sort of cancer that Robin did and follow the sort of treatment and protocol that Robin proclaimed to help her overcome cancer and followed it down to the letter and find themselves on death's door and said, what the fuck happened? Well, it's because Robin's a liar and because (laughs) she lied about everything. So, yeah. sorry, In- she was eating hamburgers and promoting bullshit. Yeah. Good luck. What should have happened is, Rob, uh, what should have happened is they should have refunded the money and not put the book out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because, obviously, this can't go on. I mean, I don't know if you guys know this. I was able to get my copy seven months before it came out because the book was delayed multiple times. Mm-hmm. And one day I was on eBay, and for some reason... The Vegetation of Robin, which was not available in stores, was on eBay because it yeah. had been sent to some small booksellers oh, wow. and they weren't allowed to sell it. But I guess they weren't also made to return it. So I bought my copy in April and reviewed it at the time on Dog Shed seven months or so, six months, whatever it was, before the book actually came out. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the same book that actually came out. So I, I, um, I was you know, one of the first people to put the re- lengthy review on Amazon. The yeah, day that it was, it was, like, it was fantastic. Oh, thank you. The next clip, guys, is called Fat Shaming One, and Wig loves watching fat people. Hey, yeah, I was watching a whole bunch of stuff. Um, Thousand Pound Sisters is back on. I really highly oh, recommend Oh, Howard. You know oh, what? I, I was clicking through, <laughs> Don't and you I tell saw me you're my clicking 600 pound life. Yes. Okay. And I said, all right, Howard and Beth watch this. Let me see how long I can last. <laughs> this woman was you... just waking up and she started moaning. Yeah, they like all do. She's in, in bed. Okay, so he's enjoying it. Now she's going to explain how she hates it. And this is that was the original clip was from January of this year, 23rd. And this is from a week later. Fat shaming. Robin hates Thousand Pound Sisters. I wonder why. I don't know that they'd laugh their ass off. I, I don't find it funny at all. Oh, I like them, and I love, I love watching them. But why don't <laughs> you find other sick people to laugh at? Oh, I do. But <laughs> half my staff I laugh at on a daily basis. Okay, so when it's other people, she doesn't care really. But now this one strikes a, strikes a chord with her. It does, what's what's the psychology of this? Obviously, we know he he loves watching people who can't control themselves because it shows him it, it makes him feel good about how much he controls everything. But yeah, your co for years routinely he's made fun of fat people and his co co host whatever you want to call her has been topping the scales at two fifty. You know she's been fat more than she hasn't been. Right. More often. Yeah. Well, he um you know it started back whenever they were in D.C. She thought that he hated women. Uh, cause he would refer to them as stupid and he, and she was astute. She was right about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that he was racist towards black people and he, she was right about that also. He's, mm-hmm. he's not changed at all about his hatred of women. Mm-hmm. He has, uh, politically stopped acknowledging that he hates black people mm-hmm. and claims to love them now, but he desperately hates fat people. He's mm-hmm. afraid of being fat and he hates people who are fat. He looks down on. He looks. He, he thinks that they're weak, that they are. Um, that they're that they are indulgent, yep. um, and so on. And it is strange, very strange, that he would uh, mock fat people so much when he knows we all can see Robin. 
Mm-hmm. And the, he almost has to act like, no, 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 you're skinny. What are you talking about? It's got to be weird for her to, to, I mean, every guy knows if he's got, if he's gaining weight, Howard's going to notice it. Howard's going to comment on it. Um, it's got to be weird that she deals with a guy who is so contemptuous of overweight people. I think it's also, I think it's also strange. That's strange. And I think it's weird how he deals with, let's say, something like coronavirus, where it's like this, everyone has to be on their guard. Everyone has to be, you know, it's this black plague and other illnesses he deals with in a different way where he thinks sickness is something to be so serious. And we have to focus on this in such a, you know, morbid way. And then he gets such pleasure out of other illnesses in a different way. Mm -hmm, So he's watching people die on television from a different illness and he enjoys it, but he gets a different, it, do you know what I'm saying? Like, that's weird. <laughs> yeah. And so this is eating disorder. He and his wife both have varying, various eating disorders. Um, and both present themselves as um, healthy, better than because they're yeah. human, because they're animal rights activists. Um, but their contempt for humans, they can't say it enough how much they don't like humans. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Beth famously said something when Benji interviewed her about how I would rather have animal eyes look at me than human eyes. I love and that. It sounds quote. like something a serial killer might say. <laughs> yeah. I, in an animal activist, I say that quote, like in air quotes, yes. because it's, that's the veil for, I don't care about anybody or anything, but I'm going to use animal activists. The easiest to, thing to be an activist for. Yeah. To veil my hatred for everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. The next clip we're going to play, guys, is called Fountain Pen Is. And the wig wants to be a pen. <laughs> when I heard this, I just, I, it was an instant drop. So thank you, Raven, once again. But my father wrote with a fountain pen. And he had this one fountain pen that he, I remember him looking at it, caressing it. Okay, it just gets creepier, guys. We're going down into creep, El Creepoville, but just bear with us. Staring at it, treating it so tenderly and lovingly. And I used to think to myself, you know, not consciously, I guess, but like, holy shit, I wish I was a fountain pen. Because my father would love me. He would care this, about me. Oh if I was God. a fountain pen, if I was one of his pen. You know. This is arts and crafts talk. This is so, a goth student in arts and crafts talking yeah. about how deep he is to his, <laughs> to the, you know, to, bemused interest of his therapist going, uh-huh. You wished you were a fountain pen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, yeah. It's so boring that your trauma is such that looking at, you know, but I, as an aside he, here. He does it with the, inanimate objects, Ben. I want to be a radio. I, <laughs> my father didn't pay attention to me. So. I want to be a newspaper. Yeah. <laughs> the way he loved the New York Times. Yeah. I want to uh, be he, a Kansas He's Sardines. brick from fucking the, uh, from, he's brick. I love lamp. I love. I, want, I, I wanted to be OTB. I love. I love lamp. <laughs> well, okay. So I that wanted to be a scorecard. I wanted to be anything that he touched. Exactly. Um, I wanted to be toilet paper. Keep going though. What <laughs> sorry. So, but just this, this quick second. The, the only reason why we're sorry. The only reason we're hearing about fountain pens, and the only reason we're hearing about 
a nutritionist. And the only reason we're hearing about the high expenses of having um, a Howard Stern storage units, and the only reason we're hearing about how much money it costs to take care of his parents, is because his radio show is a platform for him to reimburse himself. So if he ever spends money in his personal life, he says, I'm going to pay myself back. I'm going to use the airtime, whatever minutes that the airtime is value is because you know I get paid this much per show, however many minutes it costs. If it costs me a thousand dollars to buy all these uh, journals and so on, I'm going to get that money back by selling it to Sirius. They're going to own the rerun rights for a few years, but the only time we hear about his personal life really is when he wants to be reimbursed for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even if it, even if you were to say like pr- like. Let's just go on this brain thread. If you were, if he were to want to be a radio or a newspaper or a pen for fuck's sake, and he looked at it that way, okay, (laughs) just, just say he were to want to be these things. These things aren't human beings. These are all inanimate objects. There is a part of Howard that has no human ability in my eyes for years that has no he's a fake human we say this all the time on our podcast and he's a pretend human so a part of me is like maybe there's subconsciously something about it that he longs to be something mechanic or non-human but it doesn't have anything to do with his father's love it just has to do with he doesn't want to be human i think so there's there's a clip Ben that I, I we played in a podcast I can't remember it was a, one of the and narcissistic personality disorder episodes where he actually said Gary can I see I want to see you cry because I don't I don't get emotions I don't feel emotions so I'd like to see how that what that looks like and no man did, cries it, more than Howard Stern yeah well yeah That's, but I mean you no know, he cries when he was sued. He cry, he cries whenever um he and Robin got into an argument in Mel's office it's you know it's it's myth making. It's not him being honest. So, you know, Sam, to entertain your thing, does he ra- would he rather does he identify more with the inanimate than? I think I don't give credence to what this con man is saying. He he's <laughs> he's saying things to make himself sound deeper and more intellectual. I wish I was ping pong records because my dad cared about ping- whatever. <laughs> it's 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 boring. It's um. Well, it is certainly that. It, but- no, and I don't, and I don't mean it's that. It's mythologizing. In the way, like, He's mythologizing. It is mythologizing. So and when I say boring, I don't mean like, oh, this is so boring. I mean, well, it's it is. so basic. <laughs> it's so basic that I just, uh, you want to say he's trying to set traps so that you'll go, my God, you're so deep. My God, you're so um, tormented. My God, right? And, and it, you and don't take that. Also go, and then <laughs> but he the can also is... go back to the page. By the way when he did say stuff like this so then he can also use this audio or use this anecdote and say see i said that Mm -hmm. so this is what this he can use this in some further meaning (laughs) but the takeaway is he sounds idiotic (laughs) yes he sounds he sounds like what what is his father fucking thomas jefferson what is your your father to stroke the shaft of the pen and you, and you thought of yourself as you watched that right it's he wanted the pen up his ass he wanted the pen up ben's <laughs> ass and he wanted to be the pen let's call a fucking 
pustos, pustos. I, I mean, and I, I and so I, 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 the only reason I played that one, guys, because we're going, we're playing with time here. Obviously, I said with this yes. episode, is because it's just a like in in one and a half years, we're seeing the sort of um, the as Bob Chicago Bob says the um the unraveling of a human being in the face of you know a pandemic where he's more isolated he's becoming more of what he actually is which is really a fascinating case study okay this but one, if i yeah, thought he was being honest i would agree with you if i thought he was being how is it he's 67 years old he's never mentioned <laughs> fountain pens oh no but i mean the, no i understand but the, the whole idea of i wanted my dad's love that narrate narrative whether we're not oh yeah or not, well that's we, we I believe he believes that whether it's true or not is a whole other matter. No, no, no. It's, it's forgiving his homosexuality, father okay. hunger and homosexuality. You can Google it. Father yeah. hunger plus homosexuality. It's a common, um, concept that boys who are deprived of their father's love and they're homosexuals as adults, therapists go, aha, there's a connection there. So right. this is a way of Howard not being accountable by saying, I blame my father. It's not my fault that I would much rather have uh, a partner with a penis. It's <laughs> my father's fault because yeah. he um, loved his pen more than he loved I, I and, and instead of having a penis, I am going to pretend I want pens. Right. Okay, the next clip, guys, is going to be called, uh, it's, it's called, um, sorry, one second, Robin's Rapey Loads. You would have sex with uh, Adam yeah. Levine in a minute, right, Robin? I mean, I know he's married and everything, but I'm saying... Uh, against his will, even. <laughs> right. You would attack him. I would rape him like Benji goes into those things. Okay. I'm, gonna play, I'm just going to leave it at that, guys. This, the, that was proof to me that the show reaches nobody because that did not make a single stir. Yeah. And in the, way, in the wake of, pardon that expression, the wake of woke, you know entertainment now the world we live in where you're getting fucked for things you tweeted eight years ago okay. or 10 years yeah. ago or john john wayne in death because of a playboy interview you know he's getting uh <laughs> he's getting excoriated because we're he's in the school. ground we're getting but school are, names torn off are, okay yeah. but, but are you going to tell a black woman she can't say something because yeah. you're going to be the one who gets canceled if you try that yeah, but she, she's never. She's, she's telling she, people nothing. <laughs> right. She's never been. She's never identified <laughs> right. as black. So it's not really. It's not, are you really telling a black person? You want to. So, you you want to get the same look that the that the guard at Wimbledon or wherever it was got <laughs> when <laughs> they said the U.S. Uh, Open. Yeah, the U.S. Open, ma'am. This is reserved seating. Excuse sorry, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> no. Okay, this next clip is called "Wig Asks for Gay Dope from Gay Dope." Okay. Have you ever slept with someone hey, who acts like yeah. a homophobe? Like, have you ever, like, <laughs> would like, you? Uh, no, I wouldn't. Um, no, I don't even like, like some guys get off on being called a fag and stuff when they're, when they're like sucking dick or what. I don't like that. But um, I've been with guys who are closeted and it's very strange. Mm. I, I went out on a date with a guy once and he was extremely nervous. And like, it was like, it was like going out with like a guy in witness protection. It was okay. Now I'm going to continue. I want to, before I finish guys, I'm going to give you the context It's wilding, obviously who we fucking loathe. And I apologize on behalf of the rest of Canada. He's not one of us. You guys can have him. Um, and just like most of the guys in the brambles have had him, but this is the key. <laughs> um, we, it, one of the things Ben wanted to talk about, cause there was a list of topics he gave us. And I said, I'm all for a lot of these things because number one, we have the clips and number two, it's so prevalent on the show. Generally wilding seems to have 
like Ronnie, overtaken wig at some points where you just hear nothing but wilding because it engages his fate, his gay fetish, whatever. And he, he lusts over him, but it's amazing how much more airtime he got over Mehmet who wouldn't go the gay way. He was just like, I'm cute, but I'm not going to go that far. Whereas wilding to keep his green card will do anything to keep the boss happy. You know, that will and Jason in the back are probably going this fucking asshole. Just deport him. <laughs> what happened to our airtime? Yeah. 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 And, and and just imagine everyone who's trying to get a green card. <laughs> this guy's getting his, his rainbow card. Let's keep going. Like right. looking around the restaurant and <laughs> hiding his face. And I mean it's it's sad. It's very sad. And what you, about a married know, guy who's lying to his wife? Would you No, have, I hate have that. you ever yeah, I've that. Been Me too. I I hate Hold on a second. <laughs> Howard has told us time and time again, married yes. men can't be gay. Right. What does he mean by this, this scenario he's just dreamed up? Mm-hmm. A married man being gay. There's no such thing. Mm-hmm. What do you mean, Benjamin? What, what about it? What yeah. about it? How would this work out? How would this work out? Wild didn't tell me. Have you, 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 know, ever, um, have you ever had when, it? I, what does it I mean? Can you when, go down the line? I half expected when Wilding said that he's been with closeted guys for Howard to say, what's closeted? And because just <laughs> recently when they played clips of, was it Joey Ramone and yeah. Marky Ramone having an argument? And yeah. uh, Joey says to Marky, he wears a, about Marky, he wears a wig. Howard goes, what's a wig? <laughs> <laughs> I have to dig up that clip. I forgot all about it. It, it, was, recent, the- it was recently played. I, I oh. thought it was so revealing. Yeah, there's there's so many of these things coming to the forefront these days. Uh, the next clip What's is called a wig. Look at the <laughs> yeah. last What's two decades. Wig? Right. <laughs> Go on the next... Google Images Howard Stern. It's a parade. Yeah, if you yeah, if you Google Howard and rug, you'll be you'll just laugh your ass off. Just kick some <laughs> kick your Google feet up. Howard Stern images. Yeah. It's yeah. like what surprise. <laughs> right. Next clip is called I've come to be I've come here to bury more wiggy, not praise him been such an amazing thing because when you used to joke around even with my mom on the air and be like drew call you know i'd be like oh right. my god you're scratching at my deepest wound um <laughs> i know I, I feel I, bad about that but i, I do what? i do i i have to say when i read the forward of like your book that is the least apologetic apology I've ever heard from someone who used Jade Barrymore as much as he tried to get Linda Lopez to get J-Lo on the show. And she oh, yeah. has, I don't understand, I guess she's just a better person than me. Because if someone had done that to me in their life, I'd never forgive them. Uh, I don't think she's a better person than you. I think she just got a, has a show that she needs to sell. So yeah. she's willing to do it because some idiot PR agent said, oh, he moves the needle. Um, but I'm with Benjamin, but you know, we drew Barrymore aside from having Jade Barrymore on and in his book as a woman who he'd fuck if he was single and all the stuff that he'd do to her and all that kind of stuff and having her pose naked in the mag in the book with him. Right. Um, and he told her that she should, uh, choose her career over her kid. Um, the only thing that we know about Drew Barrymore is Howard has accused her of product placement. By mm-hmm. going on the tonight show and saying that she ro- rocks the craft mac or what was it the craft yeah. cheese whiz grilled, or grilled cheese, yeah whatever it was cheese. the craft yeah. cheese yeah he's and that really bothered him in particular uh, that a celebrity would never just mention a product without getting paid for it and you know he's 
he's the first person to be that celebrity. Yeah. Not only that, but at the concert for New York, her name is the one he po- he used in front of the crowd saying, why didn't Drew Barrymore come into town? This is the time when she needs to be in New York City. And Paul McCartney oh in the in the, in the the documentary said, no, that, that was unnecessary, Howard. You shouldn't have done that. Because he was there at the concert for New York. Yeah. And this is when, when Howard was, you know, had his ass cheeks hanging out. Sam. This is the one interview where I, even though she was likable, it was, when does it become, I, I don't care who, what you've overcome in your life or who your publicist is or what you have to promote. When do you say, okay, I'm not doing this or I'm going to have a backbone and say, this is not acceptable. I'm going to. I'm going to stand up and I'm going to reflect back what you've said and mm-hmm. confront you with it. Cause sure. it rarely happens with Howard and these people. And he's had so much of this and these yep. people have a bigger platform and bigger star power. Now, do they have a bigger pocketbook? I don't know. I yeah. don't, I'm not sure what their situation is. So maybe that has something to do with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think they have a bigger pocketbook than Howard. Probably right. Not. So maybe so maybe yeah. that's why they they kind of kowtow. But I mean, just, Arsenio it, should should have done the same right. thing then. Yes. We, we, did, we, I, we went we went over that, but it baffles me that yeah. she just sits there and is like, and that's all he says is, "I feel bad about that. I, I feel it, bad about that." I would have been like, "You do really? Yeah. Let's go over the ways." <laughs> Incidentally, you guys, completely acted like a co- shithead. Incidentally, guys, I'm going to post the uh, photo, the insert of him with Jade Barrymore from his book, and it looks like he's holding yeah. on to a surfboard. That's how into it oh. he is, and she's gorgeous <laughs> back then. Like she was in her 40s or whatever, but she was still fucking hot as shit. Um, the next clip is called, if I'm not mistaken, here, um, uh, uh, sorry, racism turnaround, and this is from uh, this is. Uh, directly from Ben's SoundCloud page. And I've got the clips, but not together. So thanks to him for putting this together for us. So I was never beaten up by any black person for being Jewish. I was only beaten up for being white. And I want to thank my black brothers and sisters for that. (laughs) For for just beating you up because you're white. They never were into religious persecution. Black people never, for that reason, the Polish guys would. Just try to let it run a little faster because we only have so much time and, and the clip, it's a minute and a half. Go ahead. How would he know what's in somebody's head when they're <laughs> pretend or... Because he's invented him? these characters. That's how he knows. Right. Right. But I'm saying as a listener, anyone with, yeah. even if you've listened infrequently, frequently, or just tuned in, how would you know when somebody punches you what it's for? Homosexuality. <laughs> <laughs> he's great at mind reading. Yeah. Well, because they guess they didn't wear SS uniforms, so they weren't going after him in terms of, you know, his his ethnicity or his his, his religion. He's like uh, so Miss Cleo. I, yeah. Sitting in English class and the guy turned around and he said, hey, fucking Jew. And then punched me as hard in the face as he could. Well, what did you and, done to him? I mean, why was he so upset with Jews? He wasn't. He was more upset with that. He couldn't beat up any black guy. <laughs> 
So, and that's been the original oh. narrative. Polish people. He said he told uh, Paul D. Colfort in the um, Newsday or Newsweek, Newsweek, I believe, yeah. our interview originally that became the part of the genesis of the of the book that we we're going to run through eventually. That that was always the original narrative, and I think even in private parts, it was Polish white, like yes. lower class white kids, not black kids. Somewhere down the yep. line, that was Jackie going, "Let's make it black because it makes you more like, you know, uh, more triumphant." Well, it, forgives I don't know. The, it forgives the racial jokes. The racial, yeah. To totally. But did you Sam? just did you just hear his turnaround? He goes, well, Robin goes, well, how did you know it was because you were Jewish? Right. And yeah. he just gave that line, which <laughs> made then, yeah. In contrast to the sorry, absolutely no sense whatsoever. In contrast to the uh, sixty minutes piece, which we went over as well, but we're going to play that. Right. So I'm saying, how does Howard know that yeah. guy? Has the mindset to, because, oh, uh, he really wanted to beat up black guys, but uh, he just, yeah. you know, a, settled on me because I'm Jewish. As the creator of these characters, <laughs> he knows all their motives. Right. He's the Kevin Lofton he, of his own. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> okay, let's keep going. I really thought you meant he, I thought, I thought you misheard and he wanted to beat up the black no, guys. No, no, Yeah, no. okay. <laughs> okay, sorry. My bad. <laughs> I, I, I call it the House of Horrors. Why? It was horrible. It was a horrible place to live. This town was a horrible place to live. It was a nightmare. Because you were a minority? Because I was a minority. And that, Stern says, left him isolated and alone. And my mother wanted to prove a point. My mother said, we cannot run from black people. But the problem was my mom stayed in the house all day, and she sent me into Roosevelt High School. And that, I had a whole different experience. I was a kid, and I had to fend for myself. I mean, I'd be sitting in a classroom, and a guy would just turn around and bam, punch me right in the face. In the classroom? In the classroom. For what? For being white, or just for, for whatever, but for anger. <laughs> I mean, these kids were angry, man. So he's talking about, he, he's intimating that it's black people here, yeah. in, in, to Ed yeah. Bradley. And by the way, yeah. guys, of course, we all know, 60 Minutes at that point, like just like uh, the Barbara Walters interview and Charlie Rose, they're sort of like the standard of, the gold standard of, in-depth interviews with people is as, as in-depth as, in as you can yeah, get in an hour of television. Yeah, they used to be anyway. And uh, so he, he was going into this and he wanted to go full into the lie. And that's why he was mm -hmm. so uncomfortable because it was on video as well. And clearly fl frazzled because you don't go for what, what do you mean? Like it should be obvious when you're telling the story, unless you're a shitty storyteller. Yeah. And, and so in the book, private parts, the person who punches him in the nose in class is Polish. Mm -hmm. Then he retells it on 60 Minutes, and the person is a black person, angry at him for being white. Now some time has passed, and he tells it again, and it's back to being a Polish person who hates Jewish people. Mm -hmm. but, and a, a Polish person who doesn't hate Jewish people, who hates black people, but doesn't want to yeah, punch black right. people, but uh, he doesn't want to punch black people, so he just punches Howard, because yeah, well, that's, that's, revealing that's all of he Howard. can get. Well, yeah, that's, again, Howard projecting. Howard yeah. wanted to beat up black people. So all um, of this is false and a lie. Yeah. Yes. yes, obviously. There was no punch in the nose in class. His mother was the most attentive mother you could have. Right. She never had a son come home with bruises and black eyes and chain marks and missing slacks and all that kind of stuff. What was the doc? What was the um, gym teacher's name in the uh, Channel 9 show that he said he didn't recall? <laughs> Sam, uh, <laughs> he didn't uh, recall him getting beat up. It was uh, Mr. Wood something, Mr. No, I, and something. I say this all the time. It was uh, 
They did a "This Is Your Life" mock-up with Howard I know. as the guest. Well, I yeah. do no, this I know. All the I'm, time. I'm, I know. I'm referring. I'm talking to. I'm talking to Benjamin. So he, yeah. he, no, I know he it goes, because the girl who shows up in it is allegedly the hottest girl on campus, right? Who everybody couldn't believe, and then she kind of demystifies that she never knew that they were anything more than friends. Isn't that what? It, it, yeah, but the gym teacher name. was that he he cri- oh. he quickly uh, Mr. Uh, Chestnut. Oh, Chestnut, you got Chestnut. it. Bingo. Yes, excellent. Mr. What kind Chestnut. of a Canadian childhood did he have with him? Mr. He literally, and, and he Mr. Was... Chestnut was like, I never saw that. I never <laughs> he saw. Was... He goes, you never saw me getting stuffed into trash cans. He goes, no. And he's like, so... okay, well, thanks for coming. Exactly. He was on less Bye. than sixty seconds. <laughs> <laughs> he was given the bums rush. <laughs> so anyway, uh, let's go into um, the one last thing, and then we can. Uh, we're gonna have to wrap this up. So you guys choose. Um, trans, uh, trans. You want to go trans? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, go ahead, Sam. It's your show. Oh okay. Tra- you you, no. you have a choice of trans or podcast shade. I like I like Benjamin's choice. Trans. Okay, yeah. let's go. Wham! My parents trans fetish one. Was kind of jealous because Jazz's parents are like <laughs> they take her to all her doctor's appointments. Like they're they're sitting there with the doctor, and the doctor's talking about giving her a vagina, and the and the doctor goes, "Hey, are are you are are you orgasmic? Uh, you know, because you know she and she's like, no, I've never had an orgasm. How deep do you want your pussy? You know, and oh my like, god, and the well, parents are sitting right there. Yeah, and then they're like, they're discussing. Five inches that want to, you know, truck drivers are glued to their satellite rate receivers right now. (laughs) Yeah. There's so many car accidents now because he's telling such riveting trans stories. (laughs) Semi trucks are just going careening off of bridges. bridges. (laughs) The laughs just keep on coming. Oh my Lord. Yeah. You know what? Wait, hold on. It's so, now I know why they stopped having Gilbert on. I mean, this is good stuff. (laughs) <laughs> well this is you have to admit this is I'm the sorry. most re- some of the most revealing stuff he talks about oh yeah <laughs> oh, God, we have we've, we've had to we've had to curtail some of it because people are st- starting to tune out of the breakdowns because it's so oh, really off well there the numbers on the on the podcast app it's fine but on youtube you can definitely tell there's a downturn and when we start when he gets into the more gross stuff like the ronnie dildo reviews and the porn yeah, reviews yeah, yeah. and the scat yeah. stuff which sam has to be out of the room for <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like yeah but when he you talks about the trans stuff we're like, guys, you have to hear this because you, you can't yeah, be listening it, it, to the same show we are when you yeah, say it's good. Even, I don't even really mind if it's talked about on a show, on a different show. It's when he talks about it, I get grossed out about it. Well, his, his talking yeah, well, about especially it grosses he's me about out. Jazz, who's a, who's a teenager, and he's going, I right? want to see her labia. I know. <laughs> I want to see the labia. This um, is what grosses me out. <laughs> Yeah, and so and then he's got hunt like you know they did a, a suspicious sketch segment earlier in the year where they said Ronnie, I want you to name the top five actresses who are the hottest five, and it was all just so that Howard could say he thinks Hunter, this transgender person, is the hottest. But he needed Ronnie as the setup for him to just come out and say it. I think Hunter is the hottest. And then he said that Beth had to say she's worried that Howard's going to leave her for a trans person. Now, yeah, this stuff isn't normal. You know, no more normal than living for six months apart from your husband and sharing a mansion, but not the same bedroom and all that kind of stuff. But my thing, because Howard now has started to say born woman. So he'll say he'll make the distinction. He'll say, well, I'm talking about born women. 
so he considers trans women to be women. He's is what he's getting at. Mm-hmm. And there's a reason I think that he's all for this leading this charge. And it's not because he's more evolved than any of us. Um, it's because if society agrees that a person with a penis is a woman, then that means Howard Stern is not gay because he lusts after people with penises. And if we agree, you're a woman. If you throw on a dress and a wig, then you're a woman. That means <laughs> I'm not gay. I like women. So he makes it, makes it clear time and time again, he would much rather be with a trans. Um, and he's said in his book, you know, you mentioned in the, uh, the, the picture of Jade Barrymore, he mentions in that book that he would accept a hand job from Tula and maybe even more. And he, you know, he, she's, she's hotter than anyone you've ever had, is what he says in there. Yeah. So he's been wrestling with this idea: how do I justify Having, wanting yeah. something that on the exterior looks feminine, but uh, underneath the hood has the goods? And society has finally caught up to say, if you say you're a woman, a woman, then we'll say you're a woman, and therefore you can't be gay if you're with somebody who has a penis. However, he is also, I should add this, guys, because we covered the uh, summit meeting in three parts. And um, you, at one point he goes, all right, um, hi, pitch Mike, I want you to go after Lana Wachowski, as if to equate gay with yes. trans. Right. And Sam was astute enough to point out, there's not, they're not the same. He's, why no. is he assuming that a gay person, a gay cross-eyed person is going to fucking appeal to him? Or her, sorry, let me, guys, let me apologize to all gender fluid or whatever the fuck. I have no idea what the designation is now. But either way, Lana Wachowski was a woman. So uh, he's going to say, okay, get, let's send the gay guy. Let's send the gay guy with blotchy skin, and that's going to appeal to him. That's his thinking then. I, I'm sure, not sure it's changed over the years. It's not like he's he doesn't, evolved. He, he, he doesn't understand that gender identity has yeah. nothing to do with sexuality but he's hoping if he can confuse it enough to his listeners and himself, it will mm-hmm. get him off the hook for mm-hmm. whatever he's yeah. trying well, if to you, If you push. remember the slide, the slideshow that he put up, it said, we will convert them. Meaning yeah. his well, that, that's <laughs> nice. I really like to, I really like to be pushed towards something. I, I mean, that's the whole point, too, is like, well, if, why are you pushing us towards this? Right. Yeah. If you listen to, I mean, if you look at the radio show, his audience is being groomed to, to uh, reject heterosexuality. I mean, Ronnie is to be laughed at because, he has, because he's an old guy with a young woman having heterosexual sex. George Takei is to be cheered because he's an old guy having gay sex with a younger mm-hmm. guy. Mm-hmm. relatively younger guy. Um, that, you know, Chris Wilding's, uh, 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 what are they, Craigslist encounters are to be, um, you know, smiled at and go and Cele- said, yeah, celebrated. More. Benji's, on the other hand, are to be sneered at and ju- you're judging him and so on. So he's making a clear case. And, you know, his hatred of women, he says, he calls them the C word more and more and more each day. And, when he's not calling them the C word, he's saying honey or sweetheart, which is his code for I'm thinking of calling you the C word. Um, <laughs> but, he, but, you know, he his. But on the other hand, nowadays, by the way, he would not give a damn about having the Wachowski 
on his show. And oh, the only it. reason for that is because there are far more prolific trans, I mean, some far more popular trans people who he'd rather have on. That was right. the, the po- popular. By popular, we mean YouTube clicks and teenagers right. and younger. Right. Yeah. He just mainly wanted to somebody who could legitimize trans. And by the way, he had a trans person since the 80s. He had Siobhan. Yeah. And Siobhan was treated younger. like shit. Yes. Yeah, he grew to treat her like shit. But when he was young, when Siobhan was younger, I think he was a little more tolerant. She's in the uh, uh, underpants and negligee party video. Mm-hmm. And he just kind of treated her as weird, but she hadn't gone full cat lady crazy at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, but because he's physically not attracted to her, it's okay to trash her. But And it's okay to trash Chaz uh, Bono because... Uh, he's not interested in women who go men anyway. No, he's interested no, he's in men who go women. Right. Which, but, which um, nullifies the whole early. point of his whole trans pro thing. Yeah, that's because, right. Yeah. No, right. yeah. He's, it's not trans pro. It's legitimize me as being straight. I'm sure of that. That's what it is. Interesting. Um, it's always, his motives are always selfish. Now, like many, he wants to seem like his motives are virtuous. But it's strictly for his own well-being. You see, I knew I was straight because men, because women can have penises. Um, I hate to cut this short, guys, because we I do have to get going. But uh, thank you so much, Ben, for taking part of this. There's a couple of clips we didn't get to, but uh, that's there's always another time for that. Sam, you say say thank you so much for for as well as for uh, uh, being here, my dear. And uh, on Mother's Day, no less, when you should be like, you know, I don't know. I don't know what do mothers do on Mother's Day except get flowers no, and dinners. No, I, had a gr- I had a great Mother's Day. Um, my boyfriend's and we took out his 86-year-old mother to eat awesome. with uh, Mia. And, uh, and then that's it. And she wrote me a really nice poem. And Oh, incidentally, Sam, did you see anything in Insta about Beth, you know, like being a, a you know, an animal mother or like her, for I, her I have, animal I children? Haven't, <laughs> I haven't checked her yet. I'm all up in, I am up in the Hilaria Baldwin crazy like you wouldn't believe. I'm so obsessed with how insane she is. That one blows my cork. And real quick, uh, Ben, how, how much did you yeah. enjoy the, the post, the Maureen Callahan latest article where she got it almost all perfectly? She did. She did. I, I did enjoy that. Um, I hated the Enquirer uh, essentially echoing of that because mm-hmm. they gave him the um, escape route of yeah. management. Management's yeah. making him be this way. Yeah. Um, so and by by basically by saying his show isn't edgy anymore because management is not allowing him. You don't think it's edgy for him to be having raunchy gay sex stories constantly and mm-hmm. having his staffer hypnotized to be a woman so that they can engage all of them in uh, uh, hip, hypnotized sex with him, basically. Yeah. And you don't think it's edgy to be exploiting the poor and the mentally ill who desperately need money. Um that's that's edgy. The only thing he's not doing uh, from his heyday of the 90s is having women get in, get in there and get naked and uh, doing racial humor, really. Sure. And uh, um, and uh, exploiting interns. 
Yeah, yeah, that's that's right. that's right. that's a whole other topic. But, yeah, he just exploits his uh, his his male staffers who are willing to go as far as Howard wants them to go. But right. anyway, it's you can't blame this the secret management, which I saw Tim Sabian do recently on Twitter. Oh, thank God! Uh, that he he said responding to the Maureen Callahan thing that basically this is not the Howard that I know. Yeah, uh, it's poor management. Yeah, like like Marcy Turk is the basically the answer. It's not poor management. This is the Howard Stern show. This is him pursuing right. his interests. That's right. These are his interests: celebrities, homosexuality, trans. That's right. Do uh, you hear about it if he doesn't want to? No, absolutely no. not. You didn't hear about these articles. You know, you didn't no. hear about the uh, New York Post thing that was on the cover of the New York Post. <laughs> um, but you hear some golf tournament where they said hit him with the hind. Yeah. Anyway, I got. I wrote. Sorry, I wrote a please, whole response. I wrote a whole response to Tim's thing. I on our page. It was really good. I just. I. I. I don't know how to refine it on our Facebook page. What was that under? He deleted the tweet, I believe. And if that's the you case, no. But we put it on our Facebook page. But I. Don't... Oh yeah. Just look up. Go into media. Go into photos. And once you go find the photo, you should be able to, to get the comments right away. At any rate, guys, thank you so much. Uh, we uh, love having you guys. You can get us, of course, on so many uh, apps: Podbean, Pot, Spotify, Player FM. You know the the litany. Thank you guys for being fans. We love you. So smooth shout out and stay safe. Uh, this girl has father issues. So he's clearly a mad Irish drunk. Uh, and uh, we she don't has, know, we don't know that she has dyed black hair. Um, she's goth. She's like uh, the fat gay guy son on The Sopranos. <laughs> she's probably shit in the gym shower several times. And she tells Levy this on the computer, and Levy goes, "Oh, well, it's perfect, perfect." 